We want to welcome you to this assembly this morning, a special joy, a sacred moment to be gathered together, and our hearts are ready to hear from the word of the Lord and from the servant of God this morning. Instead of taking time for announcements now, we don't want to break the spirit of the atmosphere of this worship. We want to just go right into the message. I want to ask Brother T.H. if you would come forward here, Brother Joe. Just going to explain to you why I'm bringing these two brothers to the platform. We had a special service on Thursday evening. There was a special time of prayer for, for Brother T.H. Brother Joe led us in that time of special worship and prayer, preparation, anointing. And I'm going to ask Brother Joe to pray for our brother T.H. before he brings this message this morning. And so uh, as you pray where you are, and we, we pray here, may, may God's presence bless our brother for what he has to share with us. Brother Joe, please pray. Step over here. Father, in Jesus' name this morning, we approach your throne again in behalf of our brother. What a joy, Father, to have a brother who has came to us, came to you out of Islam and glorified the name of Jesus Christ. And may he be glorified and lifted up this morning in our midst, Father. And I pray, Father, that you would open our hearts to hear what you want us to hear this morning. Our Lord Jesus said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Lord, may that be us this morning, Lord Jesus. And may we be filled. Would you empower and would you anoint this brother this morning with the Holy Spirit to proclaim exactly what is needed for us today. Father, give us a word in this hour in the fall of 2013 that we need your people here in America today. So bless our brother. Open your word to us. May Jesus alone be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to greet you in the name of the Most High, Jesus Christ, whom every tongue shall confess, every knee shall bow down to Him. Hallelujah. Today, this morning, in your holy place, O God, we shall bow down to you. We shall break down any strongholds and we shall proclaim your name until the day you come and take us. Amen. 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 If you may and want to open your Bibles this morning, I want to ask for your forgiveness. English is my third language, so be patient with me. My heart trembles in the presence of the Holy One. I bless the name of the Lord. Yes. If you care to go with me to Romans, a very dear, dear subject into my heart. Romans chapter 1, and we'll share a verse, and that verse is verse 16. Very familiar verse. I can never have enough of this verse. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God and to salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and to the Greek. And if you forgive me to add, to you and to me and to everyone on this creation. I am not ashamed this morning. Are you? I am not ashamed of the gospel that brings life into my heart. I'm not ashamed of the gospel that brings peace into my heart. I'm not ashamed of the gospel that gives me hope into 
Eternity. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. That set me free through the snares of the devil. I'm not ashamed today. I stand strong, rooted deeply into the power of God. What I'm ashamed for, I'll tell you in a minute. Second Titus 1 verse 12 says, For which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Brothers and sisters, I'm not here to shame you. Let's put that aside. Let's make it clear between us. I'm not here to judge you. If you feel any of that, believe it or not, it's not from me. There is a place for that to deal with that this morning. If you feel any of that this morning, your Most High is here. The Holy Ghost is speaking to you. Forget about me. Let me hide behind this pulpit. Let him speak to you this morning. If he's speaking to you, there is a place for it this morning. You can answer. You can come running because there is no shame in that. We're here to bring it down to him, to the altar, to the foot of the cross. We're here this weekend and I trust in my heart to be empowered by the Holy Ghost. Not to be empowered by our religion, custom, any traditions out of these windows. But the Holy Ghost, the true, that come to comfort us, to guide us, to lead us, to speak into our hearts, to bless us so we can go out forth to this world and share into the great commission for the furthering of the kingdom of hallelujah, Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God. What I'm ashamed for is that I waited too long to respond to that call. What I'm ashamed for is knowing the truth, I lived the wrong way. What I'm ashamed for is that when my God was talking to me, I was busy in my worldliness. What I'm ashamed for of my sinful nature that had led me so far, so far away from doing His work in this world. What I'm ashamed for is knowing the truth that could have set me free, but I did not allow Him to. Today is the day of repentance, brothers. America has waited too long, has slept too long with the message of deluded gospel that has nothing to do with repentance. Only then, only by repentance, that a man can come so clear, so peaceful before his God and have a relationship with his God. Only when we have that repentance installed, engraved in us, that it come outward in our living on a daily basis. No, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed here. I'm not ashamed out there. I'm not ashamed in the Muslim world. I'm not ashamed before Satan or his demonic power. Bring it on. Bring it on. I'm not ashamed. When Jesus Christ pondered against my heart that day, that was the day of salvation for TH. To heaven, to Jesus. That's what I stand for. And so, Lord, teach me your ways. 
So Lord, equip me, Lord. So help me, God, to live a worthy life for you from here on where there will be no shame. This morning, the Lord has prepared the message for you that I want to share with all my heart and help me do justice to this message of God. But I want to concentrate on one part that is more important than not being ashamed. Is that this gospel is not a deluded gospel. It's not the gospel that come give your heart to Jesus and all things should be okay. That is not what we're here to preach this morning. And I don't believe that you're here to hear that. You have heard that so many times that it kept you so far away from God. And that's the reason I believe that you're here this weekend. You want to hear from God what He has for you. This weekend I trust young men, young ladies and old are all the same. As long as we have this breath of air in us, still alive walking among in this world, we have a chance to make it right again one more time. For us to say, I repent, O God. Here I come. I put all these strongholds before you. I lay down my life and I surrender it before you. Lord, use me. Make me a sanctuary, holy, pure as thou art. This morning, I want to talk about the power of God. And I tend to get excited, brothers and sisters. Forgive me. But there is nothing that excites me better or more than the Word of God. I came to now drink the Word of God. Enjoy the Word of God. Because of the power, the transforming power that had dealt with me. I am a walking miracle. If you had met me 17 years ago, you would have met a man that was going straight to hell. In my demonic strongholds, living for Satan. Many of us do live for Satan. They just don't know it because they agree with everything that the world throws at them. They do not stand for God and therefore they stand for nothing. They fall. Today I stand for God. I stand for the name, the Most High, Jesus Christ. 16, 17 years ago, I had no knowledge of the truth that set me free today. 16, 17 years ago, I lived an evil life from drugs and alcohol, you name it. I had no truth of the holy world. Word that set me free. The word that engages in my heart first, in my conscience, and ponders and ponders, never gets weary, never gets tired, never stops. Don't forget, brothers and sisters, we have not chosen him. He has chosen us. I want to give him all the glory and honor this morning. Many of us have been dormant with this gospel that we read each day, we meditate on it, and yet we go on into our business as if we had no God, as if we had no testimony. You know what I've been really hurting for the gospel of Jesus Christ? Is that when I stand and share testimony and ask a congregation, do you have a testimony? And only few will stand and say, yes, I do. And yet we all call ourselves Christians, followers of Jesus. Now, how can that be? How in the world you can have a, test, a, a, a Christian walk with God, not have a testimony with Him? Yes, we don't want to teach the experience and become a Pentecostal. 
But it's out of the Pentecost day that 3,000 and 5,000 came to the Lord and fire came down above them. And the sick were healed. And the demonics were gone out. And people found power in their hearts and went out rejoicing, sharing the great commission, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Repent, the kingdom is at hand. Now how in the world you tell me that people that were brought up into an Anabaptist history, full, full of life with Jesus. Every page I turned about that Anabaptist history, it had blood in it. And that was blood sacrificed in the name of Jesus. Now how is it we don't have a testimony? I want each tongue that confesses Jesus, confess afterwards what he has done for you. And that will be your testimony that all the world should know. They want to see the fire that is in your heart and under your feet as you run with the gospel. Today, here we are in this world. We have an invasion. Satan have used all his tools. He ran out. So he's grabbing some more out of across the ocean. He's bringing us Muslims. And he's trying to encompass this country by setting his demographics and building Muslim communities using the president of this government. He doesn't know the Most High will encounter him and defeat him anytime he stands. Because these Muslims people in our community will know the love of Jesus. We know that he sent his, his begotten son to die on the cross for us, for them. Because of you, you bring them that message and they will come to the knowledge of the saving of Jesus Christ and Satan will be defeated. Because of you folks, don't wait for evangelists uh, that come visit. Don't wait for evangelists on TVs that they will do it. No, they won't. It's you and me and what it's going to be. I want to talk to you about the power of the Lord Jesus. The power that is given to him on earth and on heaven, the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This power that is able to penetrate the heart and change it, the thoughts and change them, transform a man from hatred, going to bomb places, praying over thousands of people in a mosque, turning them around into praying into the name of Jesus Christ. Now tell me that is not power there. Then where is power? I know of imams. They are sort of a priests in the Muslim religion that basically call in our programs and said, I've been watching your programs and I, I, I'm confused. Something in me telling me you are right. But I don't know what to do. Because after I finish my conversation with you, I have thousands of people that will pray behind me to Allah and Muhammad. What should I do? Now tell me that this gospel does not have power to break down strongholds like that. And yet we sit here in America not knowing. We're thinking about baseball games, football games, watching TV. And I'm guilty as you are. Remember, I'm not here to judge. Barbecue in the backyards, going picnicking, having a good time, shopping, doing all these good things. And there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong now. Don't go there, please. 
Where is our heart is, that's where our treasure is laid out. I'm here to talk about the treasures. Where is our heart setting tone for the young generations? What message we are giving to them and what legacy we're going to leave behind us. Tonight we're going to be talking about the Anabaptists. Are you familiar with that word? Do you know of them? Have you heard about them? Tonight we'll be talking about that exclusively, a special 2020 about the Anabaptists and your relationship with these people and their relationship with your God. I want to know that the gospel that I came into that produces power day in, day out in the lives of brothers and sisters that when others, worldly people, they see us and they say, now hold on, now hold on. There's something about you. Something about you. Because you see, if you're a good friend to the world, and the world hasn't come to hate you, and you're always sweet and nice, and have just a smile to give them, not a track, not a word, not a verse, not an act, not a deed, something to think about. What are you doing? Not that I'm putting myself with bombs around myself and say, hate me, here I am, a terrorist. What I'm saying is that be careful we might be conforming our lives to the world, not knowing it. We need to stop. Think again. Think again. Or are you going out and meeting people and say, yes, good, that game was great. But let me tell you about a game that will never end, that will enjoy it. Matter of fact, just a week ago, I was in a conference. Men said, I would like for you to be excited the way you get excited over a game. Can you get excited for God the same way you get excited over a game? And I know you Mennonite people. I call myself one of you. Matter of fact, I defend you and your cause and who you stand for when I'm out in the world. I don't want no pad in my back. I married one of you. I love what you stand for. I love what your ancestors stand for. But I don't see the excitement for God. And I want you to get excited for God. Get excited for God. You don't have to have the words to say. You're crafty. God will put the words in your mouth. Is Moses better than any of you here? Moses stood before God. He said, me? No, I, 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 I can't do it. Could you find someone else? Maybe my brother Aaron. God used him. God used him. You think he's better than you? The power of God. The word says, Beware lest anyone rob you through philosophy and vain deceit according to the tradition of man, according to the elements of the world, and not according to Christ. We're all guilty of that. We're guilty of that. Unless we check our hearts on a daily basis. We're guilty of this. We let the world manipulate how we think, what we say, and how, what we feel, and how we live our lives. Then we're guilty because Satan is rubbing us, rubbing us off through vain deceit and philosophy of the world and keep us away from the truth that set us free. I want us this weekend to make it a weekend that you will set your feet onto a path Maybe you never have done that before. And say, Lord, it's not I that I live, 
But it's you who live in me. I will present my body as a holy sacrifice for you to use me. I will set my foot on a territory maybe that I've never set before. It's called surrender. Surrender. It's not an easy thing. But he who had begun the journey with you will never leave you nor forsake you. He's got the power to keep you, to proclaim your name against any winds, anything that Satan would bring against you. He has the power to, and he's able to keep you against that day. He's able to hold you at times of struggles. He's able to lift your soul up and to comfort your hearts at time of needs. He's able to come forth running and snatch you out of the snares of the devil. He's able to use his glory shine through you. Are you willing this morning to receive? Are you willing this morning to receive the power of God? The power of God that took this man's bitterness and changed it into forgiveness. Many of us walk with bitterness. Don't know how to get rid of it. We've been hurting too many times. This morning, there is an abundance of forgiveness before you. This power of the gospel that take hatred for those who wronged us, and especially the loved ones, sometimes even our parents, that rubbed us the wrong way, not knowing we need to forgive. We need not to hate. Hate is not of God. We only hate the devil. We hate sin. We don't hate our parents. We honor them. Today, we have love of abundance presented right here for us. Are you willing to receive? I was selfish. I think if you were selfish, you would not have been here this morning. You would have stayed in the cozy warm of your place, not come to a cold place like this. But you're not selfish. You're selfless. You're here to receive. You're not proud. You're humble. Because the Lord is at work in your hearts and mind. You're here to receive the power of God that transforms us. This power that gives life. The power that takes it as well. Jesus Christ says this. Therefore that my father loves me because I lay down my life that I might take it again. Here it is. No man take it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. That commandment I have received from my Father. The Lord Jesus has the power to take our lives away like that. Our days are numbered. And sometimes he uses death. Death. And I mean death in the family sometimes. To wake us up. And so he's given you the opportunity this morning to receive that power without having to shake you with something stronger. He wants you to come to him this morning. And last, I want to share with you what this power of transforming hearts and minds and souls gives to you and I that we can give to the world and to the Muslim world. The power that gives love the power that gives joy in our hearts, the joy of the Lord become our strength, the power that takes hatred away and installs peace, and where we become peaceful men, the power that helps us to be long-suffering, 
compassionate, patient. The power that helps us to be kind to one another. The power to do good. Never return evil for evil, but to give good against evil. The power that builds our faith. That no religion, no tradition can stand against that faith. Because the day of salvation, where Peter says, you will be handed crown over your head for your salvation. The reward of your salvation will come. And you, brothers and sisters, will be able to be in line, just like when we go for food. But this time, you're going to be commissioned. You're going to be handed over a crown from the Lord Jesus for your good faith, for the fight all the way to the end. The good fight, Paul says. And he'll put it over your head. Not a crown of thorns as he received on that tree. Crown for your salvation. A reward for you and I. The power that make you and I meek. In front of any man, any situation, we are meek. We come to this world, we face it with meekness. With humility. With humbleness. With fear and reverence to our God. The power that makes us men and women of God to have self-control. Self-control in the things we say, the things we think about. To have our thoughts and affections captive into Him that will give us that self-control of our lives. What an example. If this, brothers and sisters, have not shaken your hearts this morning to understand the power that heals the sick. A couple of days ago, I begged the brothers to anoint me with oil. I needed the oil. Not oil, olive oil from the trees of the Mediterranean, but I needed the oil that comes from above. Holy oil that takes on your head and works its way all the way in the way that it works into the soul that we cannot see. But I know that when I left, I had a smile on my face. I went to my wife and I said, Honey, I requested oil anointment and they gave it to me. I, I couldn't explain. The words could not express what that did to me. What does that do to us? I beg you, brothers and sisters, don't let these opportunities pass you. Come to the elders of the church and beg for your souls. It's not them. It's through them that the Most High can work. It's an opportunity to make a clean start. To empower you for what's coming ahead. To heal you from your sickness. To bless your lives and the lives of your children and grandchildren. And generations ahead. To cut off the strongholds from your predestined forefathers. And up to four generations of sin. The things which I am talking about this morning. Are in principalities of high power. That deals with us. And is ready to receive us. If we dip in it. Let's dip together this morning. Let's come together this morning. You know what keeps the church going? The unity. The unity of the mind, the sanctification of the heart, and the spirit of God, of truth and love. 
If there is no anointing, there is no unity. We need that anointing, not to warm up the pews. I would love to go churches. And this is the first thing that I see in churches that tells me what kind of church I'm entering. I go to the board in the foyer or whatever place you put it. Most of you probably will see the attendance number. How much is the offering? That doesn't bother me much. I look at their mission board. How many missionaries have been sent out of that church? Because most of them have prayer cards and letters of thank you notes. It tells me what kind of church I'm coming into. I worry when I don't see that. I cry out to the Lord for more portion of the Holy Ghost to speak to that church when I don't see that. I came to this country from Algeria. Probably many of you don't even know where Algeria is in the map. But that's okay. I know who I am and where I am at. Why I'm saying this? I came for economical reasons. Like most immigrants that come to this country. I came looking for freedom. So I can do all the things in this world. Under the sky and nobody tells me not to. But what I found. Far more precious. That I sought for. Far beyond that my mind could ever take me. Far beyond that my dreams could ever take me. The purpose of why I'm living on this earth. And my destination of where I'm going. And that is the reason why I'm here this morning. The world has encumbered and tangled us with so much that we forget who we are. I am a spirit. I live in this body. And I possess a soul. I'm not a body. Because this body will perish soon. Maybe many of you will come and stand at my funeral. But my soul that I nurtured while here, describes to me, determines where my spirit's going to go, whether I'm going to be separated forever from my holy God. So brothers and sisters, let's not be coward, but live the true life, the life you were meant to live, with a purpose to serve Him, the most God, the most high. I beg you this morning, as you are here seeking, many of you are established, There's no thing that can move you. I'm here to tell you. Open up your hearts. Let the Lord Jesus move your hearts. Change you. Transform you. And watch what he can do through you. Watch and observe what this God that you entrusted in him, what he's able to do in your life. But don't go to the other side without experiencing that. He's able to change me. He's not done with me yet. I thank him. For he's a, a very patient. His mercies are renewed each day. He gives me a different, beautiful, more astonished flavor of him every day. I marvel at him every day. That he puts up with someone like me, not worthy of him. And yet, he gives me a glimpse of what's going to be like when I step on the shores of heaven. I'd like for you this morning, if the Lord is speaking to you, to join me up front here on your knees. You're not coming up front so people can see you. Because on that day, it's each one for himself. No mommy or daddy can help you. No preacher. There won't be no preachers. That day, it will be how you responded the day you were called in your conscience. Tonight, we will hear more. I have brothers that are praying and praying. They've been praying for the last 
couple of months for this weekend, for your souls. I don't want us just to become the good Christians that live a good life. That is just the half the way. See, we, we don't understand that the Great Commission is the totality of who we are. Without it, we're missing a big chunk. So, be it if the Pentecostals jump up and high and down and speak and slay in the spirit and all that stuff. Be it if people speak in tongues and I have no thing, nothing against that. Be it if people just chose to go and do great commission and don't live the true life of Jesus Christ. Be it you and I. It's our business to have it all. You and I, we do it all because the word says so. You and I, we come with a spirit of obedience, not of judgmental. We lay it all in all. There is no partiality in it. So when the Lord says go, it's imperative. But when he says live for me the truth, you live, it's imperative. When he says love thy God with all thy heart and soul and spirit, that's imperative. When he says love your neighbors, the Muslims, they are coming to our towns and erecting mosques and being peaceful to us until they got their way. That's imperative. When he says go far, it's imperative. Let us not think, well, not everybody going to be missionary. Somebody's got to send them some money, so let me work for that. Well, you can live with that. You're going to stand for that for yourself. I'll be dealing with myself that day. So I don't have to worry about you. But while we're together, it's my responsibility to worry about you. While we're still here together, it's my responsibility to tell you. So I don't know you folks. I don't know what church you come from. Does it matter? No, it doesn't. I know what the Lord laid on my heart this morning, the burden of letting you share into His greatness, the treasure that is laid up in heaven for us, that I know your hearts are sincere and that you want to partake of this treasure. I'll share this with you and I end. A few years back, I was a young baby, young Christian, and I was sent to Bible school where I spent a lot of time in Bible school. Maybe some of you have been there with me at that time. And many were young, 17 and 18, and I was a lot older. I prayed, and I prayed. I say, why is this Mennonite people? Lord, you had put me amongst them for a reason. And I learned all I could learn, and I'm still learning from you folks. But I asked him, would you raise up this man of God? And I'm not talking about the Baptist down the street from my house. Talking about you. You with all that you offer to the Muslim world. You are special in the eyes of him and my eyes and the world. You are not like this by chance. You don't dress and think and humble and non-resistant by chance. God has designed it, orchestrated it, harmonized it for you and I. So you can be your ancestors today. I'm so glad. And I say it boasting that 13, 14 years ago prayers while I was walking the streets of New York City alone, crying out for a partner to walk the streets and talk to Muslims. Those were real days. 
They were real to me. They were real to him. And he heard my prayers. And the prayers of others. Saints that have been on their knees for the Muslim world. Today with pride I tell you. That I met Anabaptists like you. That spoke to me in my language. I was in a church. I had a brother that I said the, the Lord's Prayer in my language. He stood up and interpreted. A Mennonite brother speaks Arabic to me. I prayed for that. That men of God like yourselves will have the courage to break through the cultural difference, the strongholds, and come forth before God, surrendering to the Great Commission in the Muslim world. Today, I know many of them. My, my hands cannot count those that have been in Bangladesh, and they speak Bengali, Silati. Those that have been in Pakistan and, and actually brought a, a wife from Pakistan. Those that are in the Middle East, in Israel, in Morocco, and Lord willing soon, in Algeria, and Lord willing soon, right here. I know many of you are working hard. I want you to be encouraged. Muslims are very tough people. They're no different than the Jewish people. They're no different than us in our own stubbornness. We know one thing and that thing and only that thing only. And so we will pray together for them, for you to open up your hearts, to receive them, to think about them that if only for them, the Lord Jesus would have come and given his life for them also. I want you this morning, if you're struggling, if you think this message is for you, I want you to just kneel before the Lord, wherever you are, if you want to come up front, help yourselves. And I will ask for the song leader, could you come and sing for us that song together? He's Lord, every knee bow down, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And then I turn the service to you, brothers. God bless you. We have a table back there. Check us out. See who we are. Take some of our prayer cards. Put them on your fridges or our seminaries and workshops. Sign up for our newsletters. Check some of the books. We don't make any money of those. Maybe I make, what, 50 cents a book? just for the shipping and handling that we pay for, and just for your information. God bless you. Thank you for your time.